0: Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today.
1: No vaccine, no entrance in New York and San Francisco, even for the NBA players. Another day, man, another mess for the Mets. Plus, still displaced from Ida. What are the Saints plans? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today.
0: Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the
2: biggest story.
1: The NBA has informed teams that in cities like New York and San Francisco that have vaccine requirements in public spaces, NBA teams will have to comply to those vaccination requirements, at least the home teams will have to comply in order to be at those facilities. Joining me now from Lockdown Knicks, Alex Wolf. And Alex, this has broad-reaching implications here, but the uh, top-line theory here seems to be the NBA trying to encourage vaccinations without specifically mandating them.
0: Yeah, and they kind of have already been encouraging them for sure, right? I mean, even at the end of last season, there was the the lifting of restrictions for players and coaches and staff that got vaccinated. They made life a lot easier for vaccinated people at the end of last season once that started becoming readily available. So I would say it's pretty lockstep, you know, they haven't quite gone to the lengths that the NFL has yet, but we do also still have almost two months until the season starts. So, or I guess about a month and a half at this point, about a month till training camps open. So You know, I maybe they'll even get to that point at a certain point. But as of right now, I mean, yeah, it's I think it was kind of a necessity in cities like New York and San Francisco, where these these regulations are in place and, you know, there can't be exceptions for people, even if they're NBA players. So if the rules in New York City are if you're indoors, you have to be vaccinated, you know, for events, then so be it. That's that's got to be the rules then, I guess, for NBA players as well, because they're I mean, there are still courtside seats. There are still, you know, opportunities for them to be close to fans. And so, you know, the same rules should apply to them that apply to anybody that comes into the building. So I, I, yeah, I I understand where they're coming from, for sure. I have one little thought on this, Alex.
1: Let me throw this at you.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Why didn't the NBA go all the way with this and say, look, because they made, they carved out, medical and and religious, which is something they probably have to do for legal reasons. But why not go all the way and say anyone who goes and wants to play in New York, Brooklyn, San Francisco, you know, the, the, the golden state, you have to comply. They did not make visiting teams have to comply because they could have said, this is not an NBA mandate. We are trying to follow the local jurisdictions. And then you are in essence, forcing every player who wants to play the Nets the Knicks and the Warriors to get vaccinated.
0: That's kind of why I said, like, I think there is a chance that that could be coming. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not willing to rule out just yet that the NBA isn't going to just say, you, you know, maybe, that, maybe they'll have that same, you know, gear turn in their head and say, wait a minute, you know, if we're requiring this, of these guys, right. like why, you know, how are we going to put a hard line on home teams complying to these rules, but then not, have the the road teams have to comply with it because if it's all about public safety, which COVID, you know, regulations are, you know, everything that goes hand in hand with COVID regulations is public safety. So if you bring in unvaccinated individuals on other teams, I mean, I guess you could still keep doing the testing protocol and everything else, but if you want to create the safest environment possible for fans for media, for the players themselves, I I don't know why you wouldn't just mandate it at this point.
1: Locked On Today is brought to you in partnership with Odyssey, your new home for music, news, sports, and podcasts. Download the Odyssey app today. Coming up, another day, another mess for the Mets. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home or in your pocket. So why would you spend... 30%, 50%, 100% 30%, 50%, 100% more for the same exact parts at a chain store when you could go to Rock Auto, a family business serving customers online for 20 years. They have an easy-to-navigate catalog that is unique and best of all, prices are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you.
2: Now here's what you need to be locked on today.
1: Washington National Vice President Bob Boone has informed the team that he will resign instead of complying with a COVID-19 vaccine mandate for all non-uniformed employees. Boone is 73 and has been with the organization since 2005. He serves as a senior advisor to general manager Mike Rizzo. Boone was an assistant GM and vice president of player development from 2006 to 2013. He is the father of New York Yankees manager Aaron Boone, a former MLB midfielder, Brett Boone. Aaron Boone announced in March that he was vaccinated against COVID-19. And that's not the only baseball-related COVID-19 rule the Red Sox are back up to on the Oakland A's in the wild card race after dealing with a slew of COVID-19 infections.
2: If I was manager of the Boston Red Sox on Wednesday, I would have pinch hit for Jaron Duran, but that's why I'm not a big league manager. What's going on, everyone? It's Lauren from Lockdown Red Sox, and Jaron Duran came up huge for the Red Sox in the top of the ninth inning with an RBI single to put the Red Sox ahead for good, three to two over the Rays, to finally take one from Tampa Bay. Chris Sale also was really strong on the mound, but the story of this game here was defense, and of course, Jaron Duran.
1: Portugal's Cristiano Ronaldo has scored his 110th international goal to overtake Iran's Ali Dai as the top men's career international goal scorer. The newly minted Manchester United players record mark arrived in the 89th minute of Portugal's World Cup qualifier against the Republic of Ireland. Colts GM Chris Ballard reiterated Wednesday that he is a firm believer that everybody should get vaccinated for COVID-19. Ballard spent a significant amount of time answering questions about a number of players not being vaccinated after quarterback Carson Wentz center Ryan Kelly and receiver Zach Pascal were placed on the reserve COVID list Monday after coming in close contact with a Colts staff member who tested positive. Ballard said it can help you from ending up in the hospital in a critical situation and it helps stop some of the spread. And those are positive things. But for the guys who have chosen to not get vaccinated, they still understand they're still part of this team. It's their decision, and they're still part of our team, and they have to take care of the team. That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for coming up on Bet Online NFL Super Bowl odds are out, and the Kansas City Chiefs still sit atop. The list at plus 525. Tampa Bay is 6-1. Buffalo and the Packers are 11-1. Baltimore and Cleveland check in at 14-1. to For all your MLB, NFL, college football, and soccer lines, betonline.ag has you covered. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for your 100% welcome bonus. If you thought a player... Throwing the thumbs down sign at booing fans was the strangest and most disappointing thing to happen to the Mets in the last week. You were wrong. Acting GM Zach Scott arrested on a DWI charge. And that would be bad enough, but it came leaving owner Steve Cohen's house. Or at least he was there earlier in the night. Joining me now from Locked on Mets, Ryan Finkelstein and and Ryan. Um, what's going on with the Mets? Um, a lot.
2: And this is, uh, I've always said that it's never a dull moment covering this team. This is my third season doing it and I'm never starved for content. They always give me something, but I did not have a DUI on my bingo card this week. It just happened to pop up.
1: So the the Mets made swift changes, uh, earlier this season when there was Um, the sexual misconduct charges in-house. So is this something that you think rises to that level? I mean, what's next here for someone like Zach Scott?
2: I think Zach Scott wasn't on a great standing anyway. Didn't have a great trade deadline, was the interim GM. I think the Mets were already planning on cleaning house and starting over in their front office this offseason. So I don't expect him back next year. I could see the Mets suspending him indefinitely and just kind of, kicking the can down the road and doing this in the off season. but I, I don't expect him back next year whether he gets fired this week is still to be
1: determined you know it was i was making a joke when i talked about the, the hobby bias stuff but i mean there there is a a cultural issue right now within the mets whether it's just internally clearly they are not happy with the way that the fans are reacting and guess what the fans are not happy with the way the team is playing so is is a change at the at the top here going to is first of all is it warranted And then can it fix what ails this team?
2: Yeah, there's always this comparison to the Dodgers. That's what everyone wants the Mets to become with Steve Cohen. And he certainly has the financial ability to create that. You need to get your Andrew Friedman. And Eric Neander is in Tampa right now. I say you just sign a check, whatever he wants. Bring him up here because you need someone to build everything out the right way. You can't continue to have Sandy Alderson making decisions. It hasn't worked out. You've got to give someone the keys who knows what they're doing, who's young, who's hungry. And Eric Neander makes a lot of sense. But really just anyone who's an accomplished executive, where you can just give them free reign and let them make decisions because the people that have been making decisions have been making a lot of wrong decisions.
1: The, I was thought you were going to go a different direction there with that name because the name that is hot on the on the lips of Mets fans is Theo Epstein.
2: You know, I actually wrote an article about Theo But here's my problem. Zach Scott worked for Theo. Jared Porter worked for Theo. So if you're trying to create a better culture, I don't know if Theo is the guy. I'm not so sure that he is not going to have his own issues with the hires that he makes. And I think they should try to separate themselves from that tree if possible.
1: Coming up, still misplaced by Ida, what are the Saints' plans? Our cue of the day is next. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Comes in nine delicious base flavors plus the occasional limited time flavor. And they are all delicious. Each one more delicious than the last. You could also go for a mixed box where you get two of each of those nine flavors. Salted caramel, double chocolate, peanut butter, brownie, mint brownie, raspberry, cherry, coconut, almond, and coconut. And I'm telling you, those coconut flavors are the best. The best part, though, is not that they just taste great. That would be enough. But it's not enough for Built Bar because all these bars, high in protein, high in fiber, low in net carb, low in Sugar. So why not check them out for yourself? Go to built.com and use promo code locks 15 to get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOX15 for 15% off at Bilt.com.
0: Agree or disagree?
2: This is the cue of the day.
1: After Hurricane Ida ripped through the Gulf Coast, leaving hundreds of thousands without power and still the feeling of devastation and the physical devastation is affecting many in New Orleans and the, the Louisiana area, the entire Gulf Coast, which in a way makes the football side of this, uh, not even in a way, it makes the football side of this a secondary story, a tertiary story. But there is a lot that has affected the New Orleans Saints right now in terms of their logistics and their scheduling, and will do so for uh, the foreseeable future. Joining me now from Locked on Saints, uh, Ross Jackson and, and Ross, um, we know that week one against the Green Bay Packers is going to be in Jacksonville now, and the team is going to be at, at TCU in Arlington for the foreseeable future. This looks like, uh, this is going to be an extended stay for them yet again.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, uh, shades of, you know, previous situations that of course this team has experienced, but you know, obviously this situation being, uh, being considerably different in terms of the. Uh, overall sort of encompassing aspect of it. But from the football perspective, they, you know, are a team displaced here at the moment, not able to return back to the Caesar Superdome just yet. Some of that has to do with the Caesar Superdome itself being without power, but also uh, a majority of the surrounding area being without power. And head coach Sean Payton said that it would take the infrastructure around New Orleans to be repaired in order for them to go back for this time because they wouldn't want the players going home to their homes without power or having to be put up at hotels in their home city. So instead, they head off to uh, Jacksonville, and they're going to be over at TCU. As you mentioned, this is expected to be for uh, not just potentially this week one matchup, but this could potentially be the type of arrangement that this team ends up looking for for the next couple of months as the, uh, the, the region does its best to rebound from another devastating storm in Hurricane Ida.
1: Yeah, there was uh, an anecdote in Jeff Duncan's profile, who uh, who writes for the Time Picune, that uh, one of the things that the the Saints apparently did was they went on Expedia to check what would be most expensive for fans of the Packers, Jacksonville, Miami, and Tampa, and they picked Jacksonville. As a result of this, is this going to be an, an ad hoc situation where they're just like trying to figure this out week to week?
3: Oh, it's, it's there's potential there because there's no guarantee that, you know, Jacksonville who will be at home week 2, uh, you know, how those games are going to shake out and, you know, what's movable in terms of schedule, that type of conversation. So, it's very possible that they end up playing at, you know, a couple of different venues and of course, unlike what happened back in 2005 with Hurricane Katrina where they were able to play in San Diego, they spent some time up in Baton Rouge at the at Tiger Stadium. The NFL requires teams displaced to go and play in NFL stadiums. A lot of that may be having to do with some of the new review processes and state-of-the-art technology, things like that, that have to be there now per CBA and other arrangements. So it's very likely that they will be doing just like they did with Aaron Rodgers and trying to find the stadium where – you know, he has a low passer rating, a, uh, and, and not a successful record <laughs> in a certain state and they'll start to make some decisions based upon what potentially gives them the edge in an otherwise, uh, tilted against them type of a situation.
1: Yeah. Look, you know, w- whatever makes them feel the best about this, because obviously this is a a brutal situation that goes so far beyond football. Right. And, uh, we are, we are of course thinking about all the people who are been affected by this. And, um, uh, I uh, I think that you uh, certainly feel the same way about that. And finally, age before beauty, right? Rajon Rondo spoke about the Lakers' old roster and why it's a bonus, saying wisdom is definitely key to winning a championship. We have a lot of that, obviously, with the age and experience on the court. I'm most excited about not being the oldest guy on the team anymore. I'm actually about the fifth oldest now. So that's a big step for me going from two months ago, I was the oldest guy on the team, and now I'm one of the youngest guys. Yeah, Rajon, I don't know if that's a feature. Seems like more of a bug to me. But we will see. They still have LeBron James, and he's pretty good. I don't know if you've heard that. Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Listen to Locked on Bets, download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts coming up on Friday. All eyes are on the Major League Baseball wildcard race. What will the weekend bring? So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.